You are listening to Episode 9 of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. Welcome to the Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hasaker, and this is the Christmas episode of the podcast. It's a shorter version. It's just a little something here before things really get crazy for the uh, for the Christmas season. And I hope that I hope that it's going well for you. I hope you're not too overwhelmed, but it's starting to get a little crazy. Um, so uh, we've got a lot of parties that we've been going to, and more parties to uh, to do still. And playing in two churches and uh, lots of Christmas songs. And so anyway, yeah, it's busy, but figured, hey, got to get you a podcast, something to listen to. Try to at least get you something every month. Hey, hey, I did it. I got one in for December and I got one in for, for, for November. So I guess I'm doing a little bit better. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get started with the podcast with the first segment. Some different Christmas music to listen to. Christmas time. It's the time when non-believers want to scold me as a Christmas hater because I don't want to listen to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer 25 times a day leading up to Christmas. Yeah, somehow I don't like baby Jesus because, um, you know, Santa baby is not something I want to have to hear over and over or, you know, Bruce Springsteen singing Santa Claus is coming to town. Not that I'm not picking on any of those songs or anything like that. Well, maybe Santa baby uh, could be one or, or grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I mean, those are holiday songs is what they are. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with having some, some fun holiday songs. I love a lot of the holiday songs of Christmas, Um, but they're not really the, you know, the depth of Christmas of what it's really about, you know, the, the, you know, joy to the world, hark to herald, all of those, you know, are the, the actual songs that are Christmas songs, but still, I, I like the holiday songs, but I don't want to have to hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, I'm a grown adult, <laughs> you know, once or twice a, a year, hey, that's fine, but over and over and over again. Come on, come on, people, come on. So anyway, I I know there's tons of songs out there that everybody knows and loves. And yeah, and actually I'm, you know, I'll confess too, I there's that there's certain songs that people either love or hate. And I will admit I love the Paul McCartney version of uh simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I know that makes some people just want to pull their hair out, but I really like that song, and so I'm not apologizing for it. But I don't listen to it 25 times a day, just saying. <laughs> but uh I want to give you a list of some, you know, because everyone knows all the classics and the standards and everything else like that. But, you know, it's fun to kind of dig and find some of the stuff that's not as well known. And and, uh, so I want to help you find some new Christmas songs that you can listen to. And, yeah, some of them will be some of the the holiday-based type songs, not the real authentic stuff. But regardless, um, it'll be different from the standard versions you've heard over and over again and What's the other one? Uh, All I want for Christmas is you. Really? Do I have to hear that song? Oh my gosh. How many times do they make me hear that song? So anyway, some things, some or some things, some songs you might want to consider. Um, well, every year, one of the ones that I, I get out and start playing earlier in the season is uh, a 
band called, I guess it's a band. I don't know if it's a band or if it's actually like a, it seems to be like a collective of different worship, uh, artists that kind of rotate. So I don't, I don't know if you really classify them as a band or not. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's under the name of Sojourn and they have an album called Avent Songs. And so that's one that I enjoy listening to. It's got a little bit more depth to the songs and uh, it's not the standard stuff that you've, not all the standard stuff that you've heard. Some of it is, but they've also got, I think, some original Christmas songs on there and and most everything on that album is really good. Uh, Let's see here. Worship team called Small Town Poets have a very cool version of Angels We Have Heard on High, and that's uh, it's, it's one of those songs where it, you, it's over in like two minutes and you're like, wait a minute, you were just getting started. Why did you stop the song? Because it was just getting really good, but it's got, it's one of those songs where the whole thing is basically just one big build and it climaxes up to the top and you're thinking, okay, now the song is really getting going and then boom, it's over. So I don't know what that's all about, but that climax up to, you know, that two minute mark is, is worth, worth checking out. And they've got a few other songs, Christmas songs as well, but, uh, these all, by the way, all, all these songs are available on Spotify. So just, uh, type in small town poets and Spotify, and you'll be able to find all their Christmas songs. Um, if you're like me, I like bluegrass. Yeah, I, I like bluegrass and I, 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 I cannot lie, so um, I I do not apologize for it, but uh, even if you don't like bluegrass, bluegrass lends itself very well to Christmas music, so check out some bluegrass Christmas music, even if you don't think you like bluegrass, and some stuff to check out is the Christmas Grass Volume 1 album, which is uh, got has a lot of uh, well-known uh, bluegrass players on it. Some people that you might not know if you don't follow bluegrass, but um, it's definitely worth checking out. Very, just very fun, festive, uh, you know, music because. Well, first of all, bluegrass music, the musicianship is phenomenal. Um, in order to play bluegrass, you really got to know your instrument and play it well. And uh, these guys do. They play it well, and it sounds good. So check out the Christmas Grass Volume 1 album. You can also check out Craig Duncan. He has a lot of uh, bluegrassy, country kind of feeling, uh, you know, Christmas songs that are very, you know, you know, Appalachian kind of, you know, mountain-y music stuff. So um, you'll like it. Um, I think he's got, I think some of his songs might have dulcimer in it. I'm not sure. Hammered dulcimer. It really, you can't go wrong with a hammered dulcimer on Christmas. So any albums that have a hammered dulcimer, uh, you can definitely play those. So those will work. Um, a secular artist named Chris Isaac. Uh, he's been around for a long time. You've probably heard of him, but he's got a really good Christmas album that is worth checking out. It's got some holiday songs on it, but it's also got some deeper songs as well, some spiritual stuff that actually kind of surprised me for him as an artist. So, and it's, it's, he's a fantastic singer, and I, I've always been a big fan of his bass player. Um, it, it's it, he's just one of those bass players that um, can play a lot of cool stuff it always isn't it's always in the background it doesn't really i mean it it sounds his music sounds simple but there's actually more to it than what you think if you really listen to the bass player he just he really is he sometimes he's really just totally grooving so uh that's one to check out uh chris isaac's christmas album i can't remember what it's called but it came out a number of years ago uh let's see 
here's a weird artist or not weird not <laughs> the artist isn't weird i don't know i don't know them personally maybe they're maybe they are weird i don't know but uh likely they're not but uh it's an artist called madeline mcneil i have no idea if this is a more modern album or if it's an older album album i just know that um the version on spotify i'm listening to i think is called the remastered album which usually indicates it's an album that's been out for a long time because now it's been remastered so um yeah it could be an artist that's been around for a long time I don't know but anyway her name is Madeline McNeil and the album that uh, I'm referring to is called The Holly and the Ivy and uh, it's a little bit different probably from what um, you might be expecting it's a little bit more uh, I don't know what to call it folksy or um, gosh it has a little bit it almost seems like maybe well I don't know I don't want to imply anything but it's it's definitely just kind of good fun Christmas music that's in a totally different style um then you've got uh I like Otmar Liebert I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right uh his deck the halls he's kind of like a guitar player um if you're not familiar with him so I don't know if he's got any other Christmas songs other than deck the halls but anyway that's a that's a recording that I have of him and then there's of course you know Charlie Brown made the you know with uh Vince uh what's his name Vince oh my gosh I'm forgetting his name how can I forget his name Vince oh starts with a G anyway you know the guy I'm talking about um had really made jazz Christmas music a a thing well I don't know I'm assuming it was him I don't know if there was a lot of jazz Christmas music before the Charlie Brown Christmas but Anyway, we all know the style, the, uh, you know, the jazz trio doing Christmas songs. It's just, it's festive, it's fun, it fits. And so if you're looking for more of that and all of all that you know of, of that is just the Charlie Brown album, well, then you can find some other good artists that do that style of music in a, in a jazz trio style. And one artist to look into is BG Adair. Uh, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, BG. G-B-E-E-G-I-E then the last name is A-D-A-I-R and um, so they've got a it's kind of more of a, a modern dude I guess or you know guy doing modern versions actually I don't know if it's, it's BG a dude I don't know is that a dude's name or a girl's name I have no idea I'm making an assumption here but anyway um, they do some modern jazz kind of uh, Christmas songs that are fun or you can go back in time a little bit Uh, and get Oscar Peterson's uh, Christmas album. He's a jazz artist, and uh, so you can check him out, a little bit more uh, traditional jazz dude. And yes, I can confirm he is a dude, so um, I've got pictures to prove it, (laughs) and um, pictures of him on an album cover, just to confirm there. And then there's, um, you know, of course, everybody's heard the the uh, Pentatonics Christmas stuff. They're phenomenal singers, absolutely phenomenal. And, um, but probably getting a little bit overkill uh, with them or oversaturation with them during Christmas. If so, and you're still wanting to get a vocal kind of uh, some vocal Christmas stuff that's different from Pentatonics or at least not Pentatonics because they seem to dominate that. Um, band you might want to check out that's not as well known is called the edge effect and they've got a christmas album um that's really really good and they're very good um singers i actually had the opportunity to see them in concert doing a christmas concert and i actually never heard of them before and i just went to the concert because they're doing a christmas concert and i was like wow these guys are like really awesome 
So I think it's six guys and they're all acapella. And, um, one of the guys, you know, does the drums and the other guy does like the bass and stuff all with their mouth and stuff. So it's really cool. And, uh, they do a really good job. So, so those are just some, some ideas for some, some, uh, other Christmas music you can look into if you're getting bored with all the typical stuff you hear over and over. Uh, if you've got some other ideas for some, some cool Christmas stuff, of course, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Um, just post it on our, our Facebook page or in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, then then join. We're getting a lot of people that are starting to join that group and, and participate. So uh, yeah, definitely get in on the ground floor. I, I read all of those posts and uh, try to interact with them as I can. And so I'd love to hear what, what you're listening to for Christmas that's, that's different, that um, most people don't don't know anything about or aware of or or just isn't the uh, mainstream stuff so let me know what it is you can find our facebook page on facebook.com forward slash bass guitar worship blender hey mon we're having a reggae christmas Have you ever been in that situation where you're playing an altar call and it's just going on forever and it's like it's the same song over and over and, and you're trying to keep it uh, interesting um, but you're just playing that same song over and over. Maybe it's a really simple song and it's only like three or four chords and it's just the same repetitive thing over and over and over again. So usually whenever that happens with our worship team, we're usually kind of we start changing the song around a little bit as far as the feel and the, you know, just the overall vibe of the song. And it inevitably, it always happens. We'll it, typically, if, it, if the song goes on long enough, we'll end up with a, with a reggae groove at some point in time. It just tends to happen. And some songs it works better on than others, of course, but uh, usually we always make it fit somehow. Reggae is really kind of, it's funny because you don't hear a whole, at least I don't, maybe I'm, I'm looking in the wrong spots, but you don't hear a whole lot of reggae and worship music. And that's kind of too bad actually because actually reggae is pretty fun uh, I, I like reggae one of the things that's cool about it is just the bass line is just kind of it, it just well well the, here's the thing I like most about it is that there's a lot of space between the notes a lot of times it's not where you always have to have this driving beat it just kind of goes hey I'm here and I'm gonna step out for a second oh and I'm here again oh and I'm gonna step away for a second oh and I'm here again and so the bass line really lets the uh, song breathe and when the bass line comes in it's like ooh, there it is and then it kind of hangs back and it allows you to kind of focus on the 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 beat and then it comes back in so that's what's a uh, cool where you know a lot of times with worship songs it's just you know it's kind of the same vibe and um, or the same straight bass line or something like that and uh, anyway the, it, I would like to see more reggae in worship music or praise music whatever um, and so when I was growing up a big musical influence on me was the police um which had a lot of reggae influence in their music and yeah i know i'm getting i'm getting into secular music here don't 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 freak out or anything it's uh you know i was i was brought up uh not as a christian really um i mean had some church a little bit as a kid but really i didn't get saved until i was in my early 
40s just a, a few years back. So um, my musical upbringing was secular music, and, and the police were definitely a, a big influence on me, even though I wasn't a bass player Back in the 80s, I was a keyboard player, but still I was a, I was a big fan of their music and a big fan of Stuart Copeland's drumming. I really thought he was the, the bomb as far as drumming goes and also was a big influence uh, on Sting's bass playing. I, his bass playing, his lines really kind of stuck in your head a lot of times. And so I, I was a big fan of them. So some of this, I mean, they've got lots of songs where they utilize reggae feel in their song but um the one that i want i'm just gonna what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna play one here for you i'm not gonna play the original song because well it's it's a copywritten song (laughs) i don't want to get sued by the police or anything so um i'm going to just play and this is going to be like a really cheap uh corny version of it because hey i'm not the police i'm just throwing up the chords real quick and a beat that's not even the beat of the song it's just a simple drum beat just so I can just demonstrate what I'm talking about with the bass breathing and giving some space for the music if you want to check out the actual song you can you can go you know the Spotify and and find their songs but um, the, the song that I'm going to do just as a quick demonstration is is called the bed's too big without you it's one of many, like I said, many of their songs have, have a reggae influence. Another one definitely to check out is One World is Enough for All of Us. That has just the coolest uh, reggae uh, groove. And, and man, that it, it, I, you, well, anyway, check out the song. It's, it's really, uh, really cool. And um, definitely the way a pocket should be with, uh, with a song. But anyway, I'm, I'm utilizing the song Bed's Too Big Without You because it's, it's a very simple bass line and it really kind of demonstrates the, the idea I'm talking about of having a bass line come in and, you know, say, here I am. It draws attention to itself and then boom, it lays out and, and for a few beats and allows the song to just kind of breathe. Then boom, it comes back in, says, here I am again. And then boom, it, it, it drops out. Um, so listen to how the, in, the, again, this is a cheesy version of the song. I'm just real quickly, I set up the chords and it's probably not even a hundred percent right. And anyway, it's, you know, it's Andy Summers on guitar. Um, and I'm just trying to play a, just a simple chords on the, on the keyboard, which isn't anything like how he's playing it. But anyway, here you go. So you hear that space in between the, uh, you know, the line, you've got that main line and then there's space and then it comes in. It's just, there's just something cool about that feel. And so 
just trying to shake things up and make it a little bit more interesting in worship music. Is there ways where uh, where you can do a little bit more of that uh, that reggae feel or island feel, whatever you want to call it, Caribbean feel? Kind of get that into your music and, and see if there's a way. Maybe you're doing a long altar call and you need to kind of mix things up. The easiest way to really kind of break into to doing reggae is, is you know, root fists. Yeah, that's that right there just to start off with that baseline I just played there it's I mean it's using the main baseline is just it's really just a triad chord with an extra octave up above so you're basically just walking down a a minor chord so it's just walking around and finding where you can you can get that breath so the the fifth is an easy way to kind of come in there and and just um, create some space because well, anyway, I'm just babbling now, but uh, the uh, root fifth is an easy kind of finding like here. I'll show you. So you can kind of see how it's just you can kind of start off with just the root and the five to uh, to find where you can kind of start making some space. Also, not playing directly on the the downbeat. Like, for example, here, let me show you here. As you can see, the you know again going back to that same pattern, it's not always right on the downbeat when you're playing. You kind of have it's almost like it's delayed going into it, and that's another way to get that reggae feel. So let's take this idea, and this is a song actually that already kind of has. There's a version of the song that actually kind of has a little bit of a reggae feel, but it's a worship song, worship praise song. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and play it now, kind of applying some of those uh, reggae feels to it where, um, you know, you're using a lot of root fifth. You're also using some delay instead of being directly on the downbeat. And so you can kind of get, um, well, here's here's the song. It's um, Unstoppable God. If I were to play the song straight like this, here's how it would be. Okay, so there it is, you know, standard song. And then applying the reggae feel. pretty much it so um it's an it's a fun way to kind of liven up some of the songs after you've been playing them for a while um i like doing it so i just figured i'd share it with you i don't know it's just kind of freeing to to play in that style and so i just think it's kind of cool why chord charts lie especially at christmas time So what are you doing for Christmas at your church? For me, since I'm playing at two churches, I'm actually only playing at one Christmas service just because of the scheduling 
between the uh, two churches. And that'll be at my home church doing a Christmas Eve service. We don't really do uh, anything like we don't have like a big production or anything like that. Um, basically, it's um, we do uh, probably about eight or nine, ten uh, Christmas carols. And there might be a little bit of a short message and then we'll have uh, family communion. And so that's uh, that's what we'll do. Um, the, the funny part is, and this is going to lead me to a, to another segment I'm going to talk about, and that's... Um, how chord charts lie and it really shows itself very very clearly here in the christmas season because what happens is you get all these i mean there's no matter what christmas carol you do there's going to be a million different versions of that song and tons of this different chord charts for it and inevitably we'll have some chord charts for some of these songs that just completely are not the way we would play them. You're probably familiar with, you know, having a, a chord, Christmas chord chart that's just crazy looking and maybe it has 10,000 different chord changes. And like every syllable, there's a different chord. And why, why are chord charts like this? Well, really, it, it comes down to where that particular chord chart originates from. Um, obviously, a lot of the Christmas carols, like I said, there's a ton of different variations of them. And a lot of these Christmas carols are, are pretty old. They've been around for a long time, 100 or more years. So stylistically, they've been done differently over the years, according to whatever was popular at that time or, or what audience the song was being arranged for. And a lot of times, just as you've, you've if you've ever sang from a hymn book, you know that you look at it and, and you've got you know, your, your soprano, your alto, your tenor, your bass so you've got all these four independent lines that are that are being sung and you could call that a traditional harmony style of arrangement it's the same thing if you if, if you're writing a string quartet you would have four different lines but they're all working together to create one harmonic uh, you know structure if somebody's doing that kind of arrangement then there's yeah there's a lot of ways that you could analyze that music when you've got four independent lines and be able to to make different chords out of what's happening there or you can say okay here's what the four lines are doing here's maybe what harmony that it's apply it's it's um uh, what's the word um here's what it's alluding to i guess you could say or here's how you could get this particular harmony out of these in four independent lines and so a lot of times the chorus somebody if somebody's making a chord chart off of maybe a a uh, you know more traditional harmony based arrangement then they might be going they might actually be making some mistakes depending on how they're they're interpreting it because maybe this is a descending line here and another line here but they're they're aiming for another chord that they're going to but maybe somebody's looking at that as oh let's uh, th all this together must be one chord and they're they're trying to make a chord chart too complex based off of this traditional harmony part or it maybe it is correct, but it's just not the way, you know, if we're doing the song as a worship team, a contemporary worship team, then we probably don't need to be looking at a chord chart that's based off traditional harmony that's 
from you know a, a four voice choir you know or four different voices you know alto alto tenor soprano bass um it's not this it's stylistically wrong for how we're trying to play it as a worship team so you get all these weird chord progressions and everything else and of course there's different ways of doing the song so it, don't say, okay, I've, I've been given a chord chart and, and this is the gospel on how this song needs to be done. If you're a worship leader, say, wait a minute, is this going to work for our team? Um, and if you are the recipient um, of one of those chord charts and you're not the worship leader and you don't have any any say on what version you're doing, well, you just kind of got to make the best of it. But maybe you can go over to your worship leader and say, hey, you know, there's some other variations of uh, this song. There's plenty of different versions of this chord chart. Maybe we should find one that better fits how we play as a team. Because I got to tell you, some of those chord charts just aren't going to work for a contemporary worship team. But yet still every year, there's worship teams that try to try to make it fit. And it's kind of like a kind of like a square peg in a round hole. Sometimes you just gotta go. Wait a minute. That's let's uh, let's find the round peg version that fits with our round peg hole, so that uh, everything's gonna work a little bit better. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with a Christmas song that I recorded, and I did this song, gosh, at least 10 years or so ago, and I had this goal uh, when I did it um, that I was going to do one Christmas song every year. Every year I was going to record a new Christmas song. Well, I haven't recorded a new Christmas song since then, so one of these days I'm going to get back into that little concept that I had and actually put together enough songs for a Christmas album. For now, this is the only, well, actually I got two Christmas songs. I do, but this is the most recent one that I did. And I did it in kind of a, a traditional style. Um, it's a orchestration that I did. And um, it's, I can say it's the only song I've ever recorded where there is a harp played and so obviously it's done on a keyboard it's not a I'm not playing a real harp I don't have that that ability but uh I tried to to mimic the playing style as much as I could and and um figure out how you know a harp player would you know because a lot of the a lot of the instrument is not just the sound of it, but it's also the technique that you use when you play it. And so I don't really know how a harp player plays. I think the only visual reference I had was watching the movie The Bishop's Wife, which I'm probably mentioning a movie that nobody's ever heard of before. It's a, but it's an old Christmas movie. So, and uh, Cary Grant is like they they make him play a harp, and he's not really playing it, but it you know looks like he's playing the harp and so watching his fingers and how he plays the strings um so that's really about the only visual reference i have of how to play a harp uh but anyway so check it out see if it sounds any good if it sounds like a real harp or not i don't know but um you know, it's just like I said, it's just a little uh, simple uh, version of Angels We Have Heard on High. And yeah, when I recorded this 10 years ago, there I don't recall too many hearing too many versions of that song. I thought, man, this is a really good song. I don't know why more people don't do it. So I recorded it. And then, of course, now it seems like everybody has a version of this song now. And it just seems like it's like, oh, great. Another version of Angels We Have Heard on High. Great. So anyway, just know that I did record it years ago before it became a thing to do Angels We Have Heard on High. 
So anyway, let me know what you think of the song. You can give me a comment on the Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash worship blender basket. Wait, worship. Oh man, I do this wrong every time. Facebook.com forward slash bass guitar worship blender. That's it. There we go. And let me know what you think of the song, whether you like it or you don't either or. And uh, thank you for listening to another podcast. God bless you.